This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Graham Williams. We've got lots to talk about on today's program, including all the latest Apple news from the big Apple announcement. New iPhones, Apple Watches, and oh, so much more. Let's get to some of the uh, the news uh, first uh, in the tech world. Uh, and uh, looks like there's some apps uh, giving our information out again, Graham. Yeah, this is really unfortunate. Uh, a bunch of apps out there basically have been found to have been stealing your location and then selling that location data uh, to make a bit of money. And uh, th- these are these are apps that I think a lot of people uh, would know. So basically, this would take uh, your accelerometer information, battery charge percentage, uh, the mobile network that you're on, the name of the cellular network, the GPS altitude and the speed, and uh, the timestamps for you know different places that you're going. Uh, one of the things that has absolutely really ticked me off because it's an app that I use and I think it's an app that you use. Gas Buddy. On gas Buddy. I use that all the time. Yep. To find out the lowest gas prices. Yeah. Gas Buddy. What's going on, guys? Um, what information are they given? So all of that stuff there, they were taking, right? So, right. Um, you know, basically how fast you're going, where you were going, and sharing this with people, um, you know, by consequence, probably how long you spend at different locations. This is a lot of valuable information. It's valuable information that we expressly have not given them permission to do. Um, this is obviously done by taking the the data on the platform, which you give them permission to get, but uh, then collecting it and then redistributing that information. So Apple has said that is not good. Uh, and so they're cracking down. Yeah, so they're going to be pulling those apps until such time as they uh, as, as they actually remove that. It, it sounds like these companies are going to be removing this stuff relatively quickly, but um, I think a lot of us are pretty ticked off that this has happened. Moving on in uh, the uh, tech news here on Get Connected, Google launching Touring Bird, a new travel guide. Yeah, so this is actually from a, a little segment of Google called uh, Area 120. It's sort of an experimental uh, section of the company, which a lot of places in Google are. It seems like everybody's doing experiments over there, and occasionally they ship a real product. Going to throw a little shade on that one. Uh, but essentially what it is, is when you select a destination city, you'll see popular attractions, suggested tours, uh, and activities with things like prices. Uh, so you can actually filter this by free stuff and then how much you're, you're going to pay. And you'll see recommendations from uh, from locals Hello? and from travel bloggers. So this is kind of a, you know, a build-your-own-package thing where you can essentially go through, select all of the things that you want to do, and build yourself an itinerary uh, based on information that Google has been able to parse from all of these different spaces. It's actually it's a, it's a really neat little app. I, and, yeah, I dig it. You dig it. Yeah, Turing Bird. Okay. Yeah. Interesting times. Yes, I can. Uh, can you hear me? Also, Amir? in the app, uh, or oh. sorry, the the tech news hey. uh, this week. Uh, How Twitter, come you're working? Their Periscope app is. Uh, now allowing you to do live broadcasting. I think the real news here is that Periscope still exists. Well, that's what I was, yeah. Is Periscope still going? It is. It is still going. And so essentially, uh, you know, the idea here is, one, this is kind of, it's it's accessible, so it's great for people who might have, uh, you know, they might be blind or it might be visually impaired. Uh, but it's also great for people who are looking to do some cheap and cheerful podcasting. Essentially, with the Periscope app, all you have to do now is essentially tap the go live button and uh, essentially just tap the microphone icons so that's audio audio-only broadcast, and now you can broadcast directly just as audio-only. So um, you can throw maybe in a Bluetooth earpiece and you know narrate as you go, or you could sit down with some microphones and do some podcasting. Um, Does anyone use Periscope anymore, I wonder? like <laughs> I, you mer- I don't know if you remember, we used to broadcast the show using like video streaming with Twitter Periscope. Yeah. 
but that died. Well, I mean, Facebook Live kind of killed it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. Twitter's really been sort of embattled on a number of fronts here, where they come up with great ideas and they implement them, and then you know, Facebook or Google with YouTube kind of steals them away. So, uh, are people still using Periscope? Maybe. Would people use Periscope now that this is integrated? I'd say this is actually kind of an appealing thing for a lot of people. When you're at work, you don't necessarily want to be watching video, but being able to stay in touch with people through uh, you know live events through audio only is actually not a bad way to be. I, th- I see a lot of people in different offices with headphones on, so this could be a great way to still connect with live content without having to worry about um, that video component. It's also going to be lower data, right? So if you are mobile and you still want to be able to connect with something, you could actually be able to connect with that in an audio-only way. Very neat. Also in tech news uh, this week, you're listening to Get Connected. Uh, Apple announces new policies to aid law enforcement worldwide. And I find this interesting because a lot of law enforcement agencies don't always love Apple because they'd love to get into iPhones uh, that they've taken from criminals to see what they've been doing, but Apple won't unlock them. And, and I think this is Apple's way of saying, you know what, like we're, we're willing to play ball with you as long as you stay within the law, you respect user privacy. Um, without these guidelines, I mean, in, in the past, you've had law enforcement agencies who've kind of tried to run roughshod over both personal privacies uh, of, of end users and Apple's you know, autonomy as a corporation. So being able to uh, say to law enforcement agencies, absolutely, we'll work with you as long as you respect our users users and you respect the law. And so this is a great way for them to kind of come to the field and say, you know what, we're, we're, we're not the bad guys here. Um, you know, we're not even protecting the bad guys. We're basically looking to protect our end users. And here's how we're going to play. And law enforcement agencies now can come to the field and say, okay, we know how this works. And we know that Apple is going to be receptive if we do the right things, as opposed to being a black box, which I think helped no one in the past. Also in the news, uh, I don't know if you saw this uh, story out of the U.S., uh, Graham, smart speakers uh, like Amazon uh, Echoes, you know, with the uh, Alexa voice assistant and Google with uh, uh, the Google Home. One in three uh, consumers in the U.S. have one now. Yeah. And uh, they're predicting by the end of uh, the holiday season, almost half of U.S. homes will have these. Yes. I've got two. You've got a number of them. I've got I've got a few. Yeah. I actually put one in the bathroom and one in the kitchen so I can intercom between the two and, and speak between the two. Who are you talking to? You just got a cat. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, now it won't be able to understand you in the bathroom either. Well, you know, I need to be able to connect with him though. And yes. it's actually, you can, you can call him and he will come and get treats. Yes. It's really handy. Is so, it? So, you know, well, here's the thing. I actually, in all seriousness, I, I made my first order through this. I've got a, an Amazon, I've got two Echo Dots. And I actually made my first order the other day um, as I realized I was Oh, out, you actually ordered something? I, ordered I haven't something. done it yet. Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm scared. I was out of AA batteries. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I asked Alexa to go and order uh, AA batteries for me. Amazon Basics, because they're inexpensive and they show up and you end up with, I think it's 48 for 30 bucks, something like that. And, you know, I ordered them as I was using the last pair. And sure enough, a day later, because of Amazon Prime, they showed up and I was just like, oh, I kind of did future me a favor. You know, and so now they're sitting where the batteries should sit, and I'm not out of batteries, and I don't have to sit there, you know, at 11 o'clock at night when the remote runs out of batteries and think, geez, I should have bought some batteries a couple of weeks ago. So this was kind of one of those things where I'm getting low on laundry detergent. That's going to be my next purchase. I'm just going to ask it. It's going to show up, and this is the future. Future man. I dig it. When we come back from the break here and Get Connected, all about Apple and their new announcements, new iPhones, new Apple Watches coming soon. Stay tuned here. When we come back from the break, we'll give you the lowdown and when you can expect them to hit the store shelves. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Egerbo here with Graham Williams. Well, uh, 
There was a big announcement this week. Apple announced a, a bunch of new iPhones, a new Apple Watch, new OSs. On the line to help make sense out of all of it is our good friend Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup, mobilesyrup.com, a great website uh, for all your mobile needs. Igor, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. First initial impressions, uh, what did you think? Oh man, the uh, the, app, the so-called Apple tax gets higher and higher every single year. Um, the phones look fabulous, but uh, you know, as usual, Apple has found a way to make what is a premium phone even more expensive. Uh, I'm looking at the price of the iPhone XS Max, that is the highest end of the three iPhones that were announced today. It starts at 15.19 in Canada and goes to an astronomer or like a very high. 1999 for the 512 gigabyte version. Obviously, you're getting half a terabyte of storage there, but you know, here we are. I never thought this day would come, but we have a $2,000 iPhone. Let's let's uh, let uh, that sink in. $2,000 iPhone. Uh, again, that's the the top end. That's their new large Max version. Uh, it's got the giant screen, six and a half inches, half a terabyte of memory, but $2,000. You think there's a market for it? You know, I always want to say that there isn't, and yet I'm consistently proven wrong. I'm sure there will be, there are people who, they will find some way to justify buying this phone, even if they already own an iPhone 10. Um, so, yeah, we'll, I mean, please don't go, I mean, unless you really need 512 gigabytes and a 6.5 inch phone. Please don't go buy this phone. There are wonderful options, even across Apple's lineup, that cost significantly less. I don't know. I'm I'm awestruck, though. It's beautiful. It, it is beautiful. Uh, you know, I will say, um, I think I'm almost a bigger fan of the iPhone uh, XR. Uh, that's kind of Apple's quote-unquote budget option, although budget in this case does not mean low cost because it starts at 1029 in Canada. And that one's going to be available in like a bunch of different colors. You I, like have, the, I like the colors. Yeah, the colors look beautiful, right? And they've kind of done this matching um, design where the aluminum siding is the same color as, or the aluminum and backside are color matched. So it looks like very consistent. And they're like, you know, obviously it's a call back to the iPhone 10C. Now, granted, this is a much more premium phone. Um, it's not made from plastic. It's made from aluminum. Uh, I believe they said aerospace-grade aluminum. And it looks really tip-top. Um, and, you know, you get all the kind of benefits of um, the more expensive iPhones, like the XS and the XS Max, um, with a couple, you know, like they cut some corners here and there. There's no uh, force touch, for instance. Uh, there's no dual camera. Um, but I think for I think in Canada that's probably going to be the most popular iPhone for, you know, not just price, but I think the colors too are going to be very compelling to a lot of Canadian consumers. Again, that's the iPhone 10R. That's uh, at the lower end of uh, the the range. It's got a larger screen than the 10S, though. I think it's a 6.1 inch screen compared to a 5.8 inch screen. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, kind of setup they went there, and I. I mean, I'm not sure quite, I believe, you know, I'm sure there's like a very technical reason. I just don't know what it is right this moment. Um, that probably has to do with the fact that, um, so one of the major differences between these three phones uh, is the XS and the XS Max 
use OLED displays, which are just more efficient. They're better at delivering better blocks, um, and they save. They use less battery life. Whereas this uh, the iPhone XR uses an LCD display, which is older technology. Um, so it might have had to do something with that. But anyway. Um, yeah, 6.1-inch screen, which makes it bigger uh, than the, I believe, the display on the old iPhone 8 Plus. Interesting uh, times. But again, uh, that's the, uh, I guess, the, the budget version. And you said coming in at 1029? Mm-hmm. Yes, starting at 1029. Interesting, uh, interesting times. Uh, do you think they'll be successful with these? I mean, it's Apple. Of course they will be. Um, <laughs> Rhetorical I, question. <laughs> Yeah, rhetorical question, though, interestingly, you know, like the kind of smartphone market uh, has never been more competitive. Uh, As you know, Mike, like there's so many great uh, Android options there. Um, But to this day, you know, there are people, you know, even though that these like operating systems, that's iOS and Android have gotten more similar, there's still people for, you know, and I think for good reason that prefer iOS, if only because it's a bit simpler and they've just used an iPhone, you know, maybe for the past 10 years, that's all they used is an iPhone and uh, iOS is something they're comfortable with. Um, and so I think these iPhones are going to be just as popular as they've ever been. Um, will there be growth? I'm not necessarily so sure. Like this is kind of an interesting uh, place that Apple has put itself in that, you know, even the iPhone tennis the base model at uh, 379 or 1379, excuse me, is more expensive than what the iPhone uh, 10 or 10 launched at. Um, so I think Apple's kind of come into this interesting place where they're like, we're selling fewer phones, but we're selling them at a higher price, um, which, you know, I'm sure their financials will look great, but it's not necessarily the best situation if you're a consumer in Canada and just want, you know, like, you're like, oh man, like, I remember when the iPhone uh, 3G launched, you could get that for like $200 on contract. You're not going to be able to get one of these phones, at least at launch, for $200 on contract. One quick uh, spec that I also noticed, uh, the new 10s and the 10s Max are essentially waterproof. They've got the uh, IP68 rating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll be able to jump in the water. Or in case, let's say, I wouldn't recommend swimming with any phone, but if you were to fall into a pool or more likely a toilet bowl, it should be A-OK. And uh, dual SIM support. Yeah, so this is, I think, you know, very much a bone to the Chinese market specifically. Um, uh, It's kind of interesting how Apple's done this. Um, Although I should say, even as a Canadian consumer, you'll have, there's benefits to having dual SIM. And one of the specific ones is that if you're traveling, let's say, uh, let's say you go to, I don't know, somewhere in Europe, Asia, you'll be able to... um, Depending on the carrier, you will buy an eSIM, which is not an actual SIM, but it's, and you'll have, um, in addition to your local number, you'll have this new one where you're traveling. So it kind of opens up. You don't have to swap SIMs. There's none of that confusing part uh, that's been traditionally associated with SIMs. And um, Apple really went out to point out that it built a bunch of features to make it really easy to identify which number you're using. Um, So I think that's a great feature addition, long overdue in some respect. We're talking with Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup, all about the new Apple product uh, announcements, uh, the new iPhones. 
Let's move to the uh, the new Apple Watch, uh, Igor. It's the uh, Series 4, and uh, this is a, a bit of a new design, isn't it? Yeah, so um, they've gone to uh, what we call in the industry a bezel-less or edge-to-edge design, um, and the benefit is that um, it's the two uh, models. They're now 40 and 44 millimeters. They're going to have a 32% and 35% larger screen. And this is, you know, more screen. Um, so similar size, but more screen. This is going to allow Apple to display more complications. So you'll have more information on the watch face. So for instance, where you may have only before had your activity circles and let's say the uh, temperature uh, you might now have the air pressure, the upcoming weather. So I'll, they'll be able just to do more with it. Um, so it's, I don't know if you've like gotten to really take a look at it, but it really looks stunning now that it's, there's just way more screen real estate and less bezel. For the uh, the fitness and health uh, folks out there, it's also got two heart rate sensors now. Talk about that. Yeah, so one of the new uh, things that they've added is kind of an ECG or electrocardiogram, pronounce that correctly, thankfully, uh, <laughs> uh, functionality. So you'll be able to take um, uh, ECGs, which you can kind of trace or uh, uh, you can um, chart your uh, heart health um, and the other interesting feature is that they also improved the accelerometer and gyroscope to the point where now the Apple Watch will be able to detect if you fall. And in the case of a fall, it'll kind of send you this notification where it'll be like, hey, do you need me to call um, EMS? And if it notices that you've been in mobile for one minute, it'll automatically call it for you, which is, you know, we've already seen a lot of these great stories of like how, you know, the heart rate monitor on uh, the Apple uh, Watch helped someone, you know, tell them to go to their doctor or they and they got the help they needed. This is like, uh, you know, as Apple said, you know, they hope you'll never have to use these features. But it's one of those things. It's like plan for the worst, hope for the best. And I think this is a really kind of, to me, this was the most interesting um, addition. And I should say in relation to the heart rate stuff, this is the first um, kind of, according to Apple anyway, the first ECG-capable uh, device that you'll be able to get over-the-counter uh, and buy directly from a company as opposed to, you know, needing uh, a prescription from your doctor. Uh, so that's a really interesting uh, breakthrough from that side. Talking with Igor Bonifacic from Mobile Syrup. You want to find out more about uh, the latest Apple news uh, this week? Check out their website, mobilesyrup.com. Igor, thanks for joining us today. No, thank you so much for having me. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams will be back after this break. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, The App Show, aptly named. Uh, Sundays here on CKNW, every Sunday morning between 10 and 11. If you've got a smartphone, you've got a smart TV, you got anything smart, you got to listen to this show. We talk about all the latest and greatest apps that are uh, out there from uh, iPhones to iPads to Android devices. It's all there. We tell you what's hot, what's not. You got to check it out. Uh, continuing on the Apple theme, uh, again, there was a lot of announcements this week. Uh, we talked about the new iPhones. There's three new ones, some colorful ones. There's the new Apple Watch coming. There were some updates to the different operating systems that, uh, you know, 
iPhone users, uh, Apple TV users uh, should uh, know about. Let's uh, start with the iPhone, iOS 12. Yeah, so if you were on the Apple uh, Apple Seed beta program, the, the Gold Master was, was released earlier this week. So if you're really ambitious, you can actually go and get it now. Otherwise, it's coming out on the 17th. But this actually has some really cool new features. So there's a couple of evolutions. Um, there is automatic do not disturb. So do not disturb right now if you use that. You can schedule it. So I've got mine scheduled from like 11 o'clock at night to 7 o'clock in the morning. And unless people are on my VIP list, you know, text messages are silenced, calls are silenced. So you get a little bit of... But I, since I'm VIP, I can get through to you. You're my VIP number one. Yes. Right? Why don't you answer? Because <laughs> I just don't want to talk to you. If the call still comes through, I just ignore it. Um, but uh, so automatic do not disturb will do a couple of things. You can actually set it so that when you get to a location, it will turn autom- do not disturb on. Oh, so like when I'm doing... Uh, the radio show. Doing the radio show or going to the movies? Yes. Um, if you have, say, for example, a movie scheduled in your calendar, when you click on the calendar invite, you can actually say, set do not disturb for the duration of this. So if you're going into an important meeting or, say, for example, Game of Thrones is coming on and you've got it scheduled, you can do it that way. So do not disturb, kind of cool. Uh, next up is group notifications. Right? So if you've done this in the past, if you, if you open up iOS 11 right now and you've been away from your phone for a little while, you probably get this string of like 20 or 30 notifications and half of them are text messages and half of them yes. are Facebook alerts. So what this will do is it'll actually stack these things together so you can see all of them. You can tap on that group and then it will explode that out and you can see all of the notifications within that. So it kind of keeps things a little bit tidier, especially if people are texting you over and over and over and over and over. You do this to me. I know. So, uh, so that's a, you're not answering me. That's, that's a handy feature. Um, and uh, there's a cool one for parents out there. Uh, screen time. So you can essentially take a look at the amount of screen time that people are spending on things and see where you're spending your time. So you know, mitigate your usage of your iPhone and your iPad a little bit more directly. But you can also use... Um, parental controls than to block certain apps or to block the use of the phone based on how much screen time has been spent. So essentially you can say, you know what, you've got an hour to use your phone today and screen time once that hour is up will cut off access to either internet or apps or things like that. And you can leave emergency services still connected. You can have certain people where they can still connect, but uh, you can basically cut off access that way. It's a great way for also... Yeah, the kids are going to let you do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've got parental <laughs> controls on your on your iPhone and you're, and not, you're managing your family chance. that way... Not a chance. I, I'm, 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 the technology's there. Uh, the sociological impact on your family, you get to deal with. That's, that's, not, my, that's not my jam. So, uh, so some of the some of the cool features. Yeah. So that was iOS 12. That's the latest uh, update to uh, iPhones and iPads uh, coming out here in September. You'll get a notification soon. Uh, we also saw that uh, they're coming out with a new iOS. Uh, for the watch uh, version five, watch OS five is here, and so there's some really really cool stuff here. Um, I use my Apple Watch for a lot of fitness stuff, and so uh, the activities section is getting even better. You can start to put in competitions between you and other friends. Uh, you've always been able to uh, check it, check each other's activities out and cheer people on, but now you can actually set specific goals and motivate each other that way. So that's kind of a cool thing. Like um, that. There is uh, there are there are new workouts that have been added as well. So in the past, if you did say for example yoga or weightlifting, it wasn't the best at monitoring that kind of activity because the accelerometer wasn't firing. Whereas now it's actually combining accelerometer, the type of activity that you're doing, and things like your heart rate, and it will be able to measure that to give you a more accurate representation of the amount of exercise that you've done. 
Um, I mean, we heard earlier that uh, the, the Apple Watch now has an ECG, electrocardiogram. Yes. So that's that's built in, and that will be you know be able to check that regularly, and that information will be integrated into the health app as well. So Apple is doing a lot of really cool stuff there to uh, to focus on that. Uh, will it tell me how long I have left to live? Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Or when I should stop drinking. It just, it just says to you five, and you're like five. What four? <laughs> <laughs> Three. Um, so there, there are some some great new things. Uh, there's walkie-talkie. Oh yeah, talk Which, about this. So this is a cool feature. Essentially, what it does is uh, you can connect up with other people's Apple watches. And if you've ever seen Dick Tracy, you remember yep. how he used to bring the watch up and he'd talk to them. Uh, you don't have to make a call or anything like that. You literally just need to press and hold, and it will send that. You can actually have like an open mic chat once they have connected. That's so kind of cool. You can chat back and forth really easily. You remember FRS radios? Yes. These were these were huge the push for a while. To, push to talk radios, yeah, like the so, mic. Yeah. So mic these phones things, from Telus. Yeah, and and they were. I mean, FRS radios. They they I were think, huge. Yeah, and they were 190 bucks or 120 bucks. Pardon me for like a pair or for a family pack of four. Yeah. And everybody had them for a while, and they were great. And then we all realized these things go about a thousand yards. Yes. Like a, you know a kilometer away. You, you can shout that if you really had to. Yes. So I mean, they were popular at amusement parks and things, but as more people got them, these digital channels filled up, and then everybody just stopped using them. Yeah. I think as smartphones kind of came out. But uh, this is kind of the the evolution of the FRS radio now on your wrist with actual uh, communication capabilities no matter where you are. Very, very neat. That is, uh, is kind of cool. Yeah. It's funny. Um, we have uh, my wife's uh, family over from uh, Ireland uh, this past two weeks. Anyway, we're all sitting around, uh, you know, having some coffees at my house. And uh, my, uh, I get a call. But I haven't got my phone. It's sitting way over on the kitchen table. I'm in the living room. And so my phone, uh, my, my watch starts ringing. So I answer my watch. They thought I was like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was nuts talking to my watch. Well, you know, I mean, this, this is the future. Yes. And let's face it, that is kind of weird. It, well, yeah. I, it's, I'm, I'm, here's the thing is they've had Siri on the watch for a while. And I'm still uncomfortable using it in public. Right, because you can you can just hold the watch up, and if you then say the trigger word, um, you can then give Siri commands directly from that. Yes, um, but it just it looks weird when you're on the street, and again, you're pulling a Dick Tracy. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm unsure of how much I'm going to use walkie talkie walkie talkie, but don't be a Dick Tracy. You <laughs> I just had to qualify that. N- nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to the, the next uh, operating system. Apple's got all these operating systems. Uh, again, we're talking about the Apple announcements uh, this week here on Get Connected. Uh, TV OS for the Apple TVs. Yes. So there are a couple of Apple TVs that are getting this. This is the, the original Apple TV 4, the Apple TV um, 4K, which is basically Apple TV 5. These are the Apple TVs that got the, uh, the little touch the remotes. touch remote. Yeah. You know, the craziest thing happened to me the other day. I was trying to use Siri on the touch remote, like yeah. go find this thing, and it wasn't hearing me at all. And then I realized it had been almost a year since I had charged the battery on this thing, yes. and it was finally running out. I know, I know. I was like, oh my God, I don't even... And it took me a second, like, how do I charge that? Of course, Where's it's a the lightning battery? cable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you just plug in a lightning cable... That you use for your iPhone and it charges it. And it charged in under an hour. Yeah. So there's another hour, another year's worth of usage for an hour. But um, some really cool features coming out with tvOS. Um, the biggest one for Canadians is Dolby Atmos. So Dolby Atmos is the uh, sound system that gives you height speakers. Yeah. And so if you have in speakers in your ceiling or if you have reflective speakers that sit on top of your front channels that fire them up and come down, um, or if you have a Dolby Atmos soundbar, uh, LG actually has one of these, that has these speakers that when you have Atmos, two little uh, satellites pop.
pop out of this thing. I don't know if you've seen these, but there's these two little round things that pop out. But Atmos gives you this uh, immersive audio experience. So very, very cool stuff. A lot of users who have 4K uh, content and have HDR content have said the one thing that's missing is this fantastic sound uh, mechanism of Atmos. So that's here now. Uh, The other one is zero sign-on, which I think affects almost no one in Canada. Um, essentially down in the States, they had single sign on. So if you, uh, had, you know, services provided by different cable providers like Time Warner or Cox, uh, you could basically sign in with your username and password, and it would give you access to the streaming services for that. Uh, zero sign on, you basically just need to be on your home Wi-Fi, and it recognizes the network that it's on. You don't have to sign in with a password anymore. You basically just turn it on. It's like plugging cable into the back of your TV back in the old days. You connect up to Wi-Fi and today you've got all your access to all your stuff. That's Challenge cool. is, I don't think anyone in Canada is doing it. I could no. be wrong, but I'm no. fairly sure no one really is. And I mean, for me, I, I look at it, I don't know anybody that actually has cable anymore. I so, do. Do you? Yeah. You're, you're the guy. I don't want it. You're, 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 I you're don't like, want it. <laughs> I don't want to spend all this money. But I, you know, I've got a family. My wife loves some of those channels. You know, Ro- like Rogers w- Tellus and Bell w- Execs listening to this right now are like, oh, thank not God. another one. <laughs> thank God, yeah. Uh, no, she loves watching the W Network and all these movie channels. She just loves them. See, that's the thing is, and it, as Apple's kind of moving forward with their TV packages, we're getting more and more of these places that in addition to having content on demand through their apps, they're actually streaming their content live. Yes. Um, so that, I think that's really what we need to get to is just getting to the point where, you know, we are narrow cast of whatever content it is that you're looking for right now. It's a more efficient use of bandwidth. It's a smart way to do it and uh, I think it's time to kill terrestrial cable but you didn't hear that from me. That'll be around for a while. When we come back from the break more tech to talk here on Get Connected. You're listening to Get Connected brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Graham here in studio. We still have lots more tech to talk on today's program including our app of the week coming up a little bit later. You know a lot of talk about all this Apple stuff new iPhones. Of course, Apple has their iPads. There's Android tablets. Uh, You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about e-readers right now. We haven't given them a lot of love lately. Yeah. But uh, still, a lot of people love their e-readers because they feel that it's a better experience for reading. I know you use a a Kindle still. And, and, and that's kind of the funny thing is, I mean, I have my iPad, I have my iPhone, but I actually still like the Kindle because it feels a little bit more focused, right? It's, it's kind of a distraction-free environment. Uh, the screen's actually quite nice to read. I've got a Kindle Paperwhite. Uh, I was just taking a look at the, uh, at the lineup, and there's, there's the original Kindle, which I guess is your cheap and cheerful one. There's the Paperwhite that has the better quality screen. Uh, there is the Voyage, which has an adaptive light, and I guess you have different uh, levels of, of pressure for, for uh, turning pages. And then they've got the Oasis, which is the waterproof one, which uh, if you do a lot of reading in the bath, probably a, a good choice. They're showing someone on a cruise ship, but I think if it probably falls off the cruise ship, it's I don't not know. Coming back. It's waterproof. It's doing really, really well at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. So, uh, But um, there's kind of two main players now, right? There's, there's Amazon with their Kindle, and they're obviously pushing that to try to get people to buy books from them. And then there is the Kobo. Yes. Yeah, we, we had Sony for a while, but it doesn't seem like they've done too much in that space. Sony, they've got out of it. Yeah, it's, they're done. Yeah. yeah. I still have two Sony e-readers they were gathering great. dust. They were nice. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, were, they, were, they were right on board with Adobe's uh, DRM, so they basically could, you know, get stuff from libraries and things like that, yeah. which, you know, was handy. If, yeah. If you have a Sony um, e-reader, uh, you basically, now they've told you to go to Kobo, yes. the Kobo library to get your, your books. Kobo's got this, uh, this new Kobo Clara HD e-reader as well, under $200, uh, I guess, to compete against, like, the, uh, the Paperwhite. Yeah. And that seems like kind of a nice touch. It's, it's a high-resolution HD screen. I think it's yep. something like 300 pixels per inch. 
Yeah, and they've uh, got something called Comfort Light Pro. Uh, so it, it actually adjusts the hue automatically for like nighttime reading uh, by eliminating blue light from the, the spectrum. Uh, and that's the thing with the e-readers. Um, they're supposed to be better for your eyes. Yes. Than like using an iPad. Yeah, I mean, and we have seen things like uh, there there is sort of night mode on the uh, on the iPhone and on the iPad now, and I think there's a uh, flux on Android, which yep. uh, lets you go through and, and adjust the, the the lighting color there, um, which is great. But I still find that it's a lot easier to read with my uh, my e reader. So it doesn't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I just uh, I wonder, um, you know, as as the tablets like the iPads get better and better, you know, the the screens on iPads are amazing now. Yeah, uh, essentially, uh, and they have nighttime reading. Um, and I actually read if I'm reading uh, novels, I use my iPad now instead of my my e-reader. Yeah, but I, I have an old Sony e-reader, so I haven't really upgraded to the new one. Well, there was kind of the kind of the holy grail that everyone was talking about, which was like the OLED screen for color, and then you know when you had low power requirements, like, a, like an e-ink. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that that hasn't come around, and who knows if it's actually going to be a thing. But that would kind of be the ideal, wouldn't it? You know, if you're if you're doing things like reading text, basically interchanging that backlight for something that is a little bit easier on your eyes and uh, going with e-ink, which is a little bit lower power. Talking all about uh, e-readers here on uh, Get Connected. Uh, don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We always have some great contests uh, going on there. What do we have coming up next week? Uh, next week, we've got a new contest. We haven't revealed it yet, but you okay. have to check in. Uh, oh, okay. It's a secret contest. On Monday. Uh, the BlackBerry one, is that still going? That is going until the end of the day today. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you are... Giving away a BlackBerry key too. Yes. Smartphone. This thing is awesome. Like I was really impressed with it. It's got that uh, physical BlackBerry keyboard, and it's got a full touchscreen Android screen yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, it's a it's nice thing to It's beautiful, and yeah. it's, it's fast, so and it's got a great camera. If, if you're a BlackBerry fan and you've missed that keyboard, it's time to get back to it with the key too. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the contest page, enter to win, and don't forget to check out next week. We have a great new contest uh, happening. When we come back from the break, it's App of the Week time. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, The App Show, every Sunday here on CKW 980, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Vancouver time. goes across the Chorus Radio Network to all our friends uh, in Western Canada as well. It's an awesome show all about apps. And speaking of apps, just to get you a little excited, we've got our App of the Week, Graham. I've got a really weird one this week. This, okay. this is called VOSIS, and it stands for Voice of Sisyphus Image Sonification, which is a fancy way of saying... Can you pick normal ones? No, no. I gotta, you've got to try something crazy and new. So this is an app okay. that when you load a picture into it, yeah. it goes through and analyzes it. And at the pixel level, it starts to figure out what the image would sound like based on this image algorithm. So you basically create music out of different pictures. It's a very, very cool thing. You can actually do okay, this with run with, this by me again. With live video as well. So basically okay. it scans all of the pixels in an image or all the pixels in a given video. And as you're looking at this, you can basically touch different parts of the screen to start hearing what the image processing algorithm of this thinks that sounds like. And you can make music out of this. So it gives you what this sounds like here, and then you can start to manipulate that. There are people who have made full music albums out of this. It's weird. It's so, neat, and it's kind of cool. Okay, explain this again. <laughs> I don't understand. So you, basically, you, you open up an image in the app. Or Any you image, open up like a picture of you. Picture of you, yeah. right? Um, and Or you can, you can go, go to live video, and you can show it what it is that you're seeing. And essentially, you, you touch on the image to start playing sounds. And you can actually record this stuff. Um, it has up to five touch points, so you can start to figure out what different parts of the image sound like. And you can loop three areas at once. 
So you can essentially start to create digital music by looking at a picture and playing with that picture. Okay. It's weird. That's weird. And you've tried this. I've tried this. And? It's trippy. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty cool. How do you have time to do all these crazy apps? I take the SkyTrain into work every day. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you've, you've got a good 40 minutes there, eh? Right. To kill some time. Yeah. And what, do we, what do we got coming up on the app show tomorrow? Uh, coming up on the app show, well, there's, there's a couple of things. Obviously, we're going to be looking at some of the stuff that Apple is doing. Uh, we've got a brand new creative app for everyone. Uh, we've got a fitness app. And I've got a really cool travel app where we talk about uh, different places that we go. Uh, we'll also be interviewing uh, an app developer out of Vancouver here that's uh, developed a personal safety app called Protect. It is really cool. If you're a realtor, you do online dating, you sell stuff on Craigslist, go hiking. This is a great app to have to make sure that people know where you are uh, without giving them like spooky information, but, you know, to check in yeah. and, and check out essentially. And we, I mean, we originally saw this at TEDx Vancouver and it was a very cool thing. So we thought that we would connect up and share it here with our audience. I love it. Very neat. That's all the time we have left. Don't forget to uh, check out the app show tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's awesome. All about apps. you got to tune in. Mike and Graham here, logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.